Okay, so we are now back. We're still talking about supervision. This is volume two. I feel like there we should we could have like fifty four volumes just on this one topic alone. Right? Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, but this the focus for this discussion is managing the relationship. So you've identified a supervisor. This person is going to be instrumental to your career. How do you manage that relationship? Because it it is a relationship, right? Sure. That was That's a such question. A, that was a I know, question. I'm thinking. <laughs> like a loaded question. So, so I think one of the things is, well, to recognize, first of all, it's a, it's a professional relationship, like you said, but then there's also kind of that personal component because there just usually is um, a personal component that goes with it. But I think one thing to to keep in mind when we deal with our supervisors or really anybody is everybody's human and everybody is, you know, goes through things and you may or may not know about things that people are experiencing. And so it's important to just, I, I feel like for, for a lot of people, I think it's, it can be important to not necessarily take things personally. Um, and so um, that's where coming you know, understanding a person's um, you know style or whatever, but, right? Like you were saying, people might take your lack of feedback personally, right? And that's just your style. So understanding those kinds of things, um, but to understand that like things may just it may not be it's not you sort of thing. And so just to to remember that sometimes there might be issues, but um, there may just be other things going on. And so just to kind of I guess be gracious is kind of how I, and, and to both sides, right? Like supervisors need to understand students are going through things that they may or may not share with their supervisors. Yeah. And so to be gracious in that regard as well. Um, but sometimes I think problems can be alleviated just by recognizing like, okay, we can just set this aside and move on. That That's not to say everything should be set aside and you can move on from. There are some reasons that you shouldn't, but a lot of things I think can just be, okay, we can just move on to the next thing. Well, how I always look at, looked at my supervisor was as my champion. And I rarely, yeah. I rarely bothered him about things. But one instance where I did is I was accused of self-plagiarism. I turned in a paper um, to a, in my PhD at coursework, I turned in a paper and because I handed my paper in, this will shock you, Jan. Are you ready for this? Uh -huh. I handed in my term paper for which I had done primary data collection on the very last day of class. <laughs> you did the data collection on the last day of class no, or you turned it in on the last I day? I turned in the entire paper that I okay. had yeah, done data collection and analysis for on the last day of class. And okay. as any totally tightly wound type A OCD person might be tempted to do. And uh -huh. I got accused of self-plagiarism by the course instructor because that prof thought that there was no way I could have done all that work in three months. Uh -huh. And so in that instance, I was like, you know what? I need to loop my supervisor in. Sure. And it was one of the rare times where I actually called him and said, and I was like, I was freaked out. That's a big right. accusation. And for sure. It didn't go anywhere. It wasn't true. And by the way, I did subsequently publish that, just saying, still in my PhD. Ha ha. Um, 
you know, I always say publishing is the best revenge. So, but my point is this, I called him and, and just the comfort of knowing that there was somebody in my corner mm -hmm. helped. And that's ideally what you want in that relationship, right? Right. You want somebody who's going to be, um, you know, like in, in situation, in bad situations is going to have your, have your back, right. Um, is going to, I think, promote you in in positive ways, right. Like people who are going to, um, promote your work, people who are going to, um, you know, advocate for you. Um, that's important. And, and in places where you can't, right. So you want somebody who's going to champion and advocate for you, for example, in faculty meetings or in, in other kind of closed door where you're be, you know, you, you can't be, you're not there, right. You don't, you can't speak for yourself. Uh, so you want somebody who's going to speak for you. And, um, and that's really important. And I think another one is somebody who will um, take time. I think to, you can tell when supervisors, you know, don't have time and, and aren't, all that interested, I guess, but they're not doing all these things that we're talking about, I guess. But um, you can tell, I think, when when it seems like people just aren't all that invested. Um, and, and it is an investment. It's a time investment on both sides, right? And so I think you want somebody who's going to be taking the time to invest in you. And you can kind of tell that from like feedback you get or responses that you get to questions. You want someone who's not going to be annoyed when you ask seemingly random questions about things or you have to redo your methods three times <laughs> or <laughs> not redo. I had to change them because it came out. It's like, Oh, this didn't work. We have to fix something. <laughs> um, and so it's just, you know, but those things happen, right? Like you hit a brick wall and you've got to change it. And it's like, well, got to change it and fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. And you want someone who's going to say, oh yeah, you know, we can't do it this way. We need to fix it. Let's sit down and we'll figure out how to fix it. Right. Um, and so that's where, you know, you have somebody who's not just going to be like, well, you screwed up. Sucks to be you. <laughs> like, right. Because it may not be that you screwed up. It may just be like, this method isn't working. Right. So we need to figure out a different way to get, I'm thinking like my dissertation was quantitative. And so it was like, well, there's like 16 different methods you could pick to do the same thing, right? So you're like, oh, this one didn't work. I guess we got to try something else. I mean, that's just data analysis. That is what it is. That's part of the flexibility being an academic, and that should be part right. of the training process. We are constantly having to revise things. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then that's key, I think, to have a, have somebody that will help you walk through that because that's exactly what you're, what they're doing, right? They're modeling the exact process that you would have to do and training you how to do it yourself, um, you know. So while while Laura joked that I need lots of supervision, um, <laughs> which is really not that true, um, they I need a list when you have a plan okay. <laughs> and. But when, um, but, but it is important to have somebody who can, can help guide you how to do things independently, because that's ultimately what your supervisor is doing. And if they're just kind of letting you flounder, mm -hmm. like, I mean, there's letting you flounder and there's, I'm not giving you any supervision, right? Like complete lack of supervision you know, is a problem. That's funny. <laughs> so. One of the biggest criticisms I hear graduate students make of their supervisors is not getting back to them in a timely fashion, which I personally find insanely weird because 
you know, I know where your supervisors are. They're on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, slip into right. their, I think slip into their DMs means something different than what I'm thinking of, but you, know, <laughs> you, know, you can send them messaging. You could like start, you know, I've seen this, by the way, I've actually seen grad students like things on their supervisor. And, and sometimes I question like, do you really like that? Or are you just trying to get their attention because they didn't respond to your email? <laughs> um, but my thing is that I also think um, working out with your supervisor what their preferred mode of communication is. We seem to think, mm -hmm. like I'll give you an example. I get students that ask me all the time to do um, Zoom meetings. Now, mm -hmm. I, I hate Zoom meetings with passion. I will right. drop everything I'm doing to answer an email or a text or pick up the phone, but you want to get me on a Zoom meeting? Forget about it. Like I would right. not be happy. I'll put it off. So part of it is trying to negotiate around like the preferred mode of communication, but also <laughs> the time, like when you think, you know, you need a, a, a response by, and I don't think it's unrealistic or, um, that's not the word I want. I don't think it's rude, uh, or impolite. Unreasonable. Yeah. Unreasonable to to ask like when you could expect a response and then to explain that you need that response to do x y and z do you agree right with me? do we need to manage our supervisors yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it's important especially for supervisors that have multiple students right and so like keeping track of which students doing what and when and where and <laughs> you know what Ever, all the all the questions, right? Trying to manage all of those um, simultaneously, I think, can be can be difficult for supervisors, especially when things all come to a head at the same time. Or if you so so if you don't get a response, um, you know, because supervisors are also trying to you know put boundaries on the fact that they are not you know twenty four seven available necessarily um, because. They may be, but, you know, that's where it's like, maybe you call, you call them or you send them a text, right? And they may or may not get back to you right away. But I think it's just being, recognizing that, you know, people are, um, again, people are human and, you know, we we don't want to just be interrupted. It's dinner time, you know, or <laughs> whatever. I've had, I've had, you know, people get upset and it's like, I'm sorry, I was, you know, it was bath time for my kid or whatever. Like, I, I can't just be attached to my phone or attached to my email, you know, constantly. And so, I think it's important for us to remember that, you know, what's reasonable, like you said, you can ask that question or you just kind of get into a groove. Um, I think it's important for supervisors too. any supervisors who are listening. I think it's important too for supervisors to be upfront about it. Right. And say, um, you know, one thing that, that Mike often does is he'll say, you know, I have this on my calendar for X time. Right. Like, um, you know, I've received, I think acknowledging when you receive things is really key <laughs> and, you know, I've received this. Um, um, it's on my calendar for a task on, you know, in two weeks or whatever the case may be. Right. And then you're upfront about it, but, but you also should be upfront about your needs too. Like you said, do you need something turned around quickly or not? Yeah. Um, I totally agree. So we, um, need to talk about what happened, like when it, when, when it's not working, when it goes bad, I, <laughs> I was fine. I've heard horror stories. I've heard <laughs> yeah. horror stories. I know two different people that flunked out of PhD programs. One, both had, uh, one at a defense and one didn't make it to the defense. Can you imagine flunking at out the of, defense? At the defense. Oh. oh my gosh. 
Yeah. <laughs> the supervisor clearly had it in for the student in this particular case because they Terrible. let them go to a defense and knowing that they would run out of time because this person had, we have um, some universities, you have a set time for when you have to complete your PhD. And at this school, it was like the number of years seven you have seven years. Yeah. And so what they did was they ran the clock on her so that when she got to the defense, she surprise, surprise, you were too late. She had to do significant revisions that there's no way she could have done in the time. And she had to then do a second PhD in a different department. Wow. Yeah. That's terrible. It is terrible. And in that particular case, she didn't, she didn't, she felt like she had been blindsided. And I've had other, like, had another colleague who had a supervisor die and then the supervisor replaced hated him and, you know, it was, right. right. That That's, a you know, maybe a little bit more common, but these things happen. But oftentimes sure. we can see in advance, if, even if it's not working, like you're just, you know, I just don't feel excited about this work. I'm not really into this person. It happens, right? right? At what point for do sure. think we should like, start taking steps to say, this is not working for me. Um, I think anytime a, um, you know, like when we talk about it, like relationally, like if, if expectations are too, if there's a difference in the expectations, um, or, or supervisors expectations are just, you know, unrealistic for what you're able to provide, um, you know, that you're, Unable to meet those expectations, I guess. Because if super to go to criminology is solo authored and be published before you're right, like some some supervisors just have certain types of of expectations that um, you know certain students are not going to be able to meet, and that doesn't make mean that student is is a bad student. It doesn't mean that that student is gonna you know is gonna fail and never make it as a PhD student. It just means that that's not a good relationship for that that. Um, that's a bad pair, right? That's a bad matchup. And I think that, um, you know, if you, if you're seeing that, and especially if those expectations and that negativity is just constantly wearing on your mental health, I think that's a huge issue, um, that people ignore and people don't talk about is how you can have severely negative impacts on, on one's mental health. Then you need to have conversations, um, where you have those conversations varies. Um, but I think that's a big one. I think when, anytime you feel like your supervisor is just being non-responsive, um, you need to have conversations. What about predatory? So here's some examples. Yes. Yeah. Here's some examples of predatory behavior I've seen over the years. So um, you write a paper for a course and then the supervisor says, oh, I'll work on this paper with you to get it published. And then they make themselves the first author, although they didn't do much. So basically, yeah. in effect, stealing your paper. Uh, right. Another common predatory one I've seen, and you, you know, um, Professor Gladhands, right? <laughs> like, right. Prof yeah, Professor. <laughs> right. Don't stop touching me on the shoulder. Um, right. All you know, or this is another one: professors that forget it's a professional relationship and start, you know, suddenly you become like they're they're a wingman or wingwoman at the at the bar, like. <laughs> You know, right. And um, I'm, this might sound totally improbable, but I can cite very specific cases where these things happen. Right. So, and so I think those are, those are severely problematic uh, situations. And, and I've, I've, I know of, or I've heard of, of all of those <laughs> right happening. Those are not, they're uncommon, but they're not on, 
unreal, unrealistic. Not as uncommon <laughs> as we would like them to be. Right. Um, We'd like them to be very, very, very few and far between, and and they are unfortunately are not necessarily. And so I think that's where um, knowing your options is important. And I've, I've had situations where um, I've, I've heard of, sorry, I've heard of situations where um, to the point of predatory, where maybe you have an unsupportive supervisor, right? You have a supervisor where you've reported um, on on inappropriate behavior to, and they're like, well, there's not really much we can do about that. Or you don't want to be that student that gets known as being the person who, you know, tanks someone's career, right? That's not okay. And so that's, that's not having someone's back, right? And and so that's another form of predatory supervision. I think, and here's the thing, I think sometimes even just going to the, okay, starting with the lesser end of the scale of of behaviors like the, that it's just not working for whatever reason, you're not clicking, you're not getting everything Mm -hmm. you need out of it. I think a lot of times students feel bad. They treat like a breakup. They feel bad there. I've had students say, Oh, I, I don't know. I've, I'm feel very hesitant about having a discussion with them. And I'm going to just lift the curtain on this for a second. The reality is that in I like totally estimate I'm pulling out of my head, but probably about 85% of the time, the supervisor will not care. And the reason why I right. say that is, and I know this sounds really rough, but if you are ever supervising, you'll understand this. You have to understand that supervision from our perspective is work. It is right. work. And if we're investing our time and our energy in someone who is not excelling in the way that they want to excel and the way that we think they should excel, then we don't want to continue to invest in that. It's not working for us either. Right. And so so a lot of times when you feel bad about severing these relationships, people are quite surprised when the supervisor is like, oh, okay. And Right. Uh, or, oh, I would, you know, I was thinking the same thing. We, we should find somebody who would be a better fit for you. Exactly. So right. I don't think people should be scared of having these discussions. But if you are um, a little bit leery, I think email is always a, a good, you know, get it in writing. Right. Or I have had situations where I haven't, like when I'm, I have actually on an occasion or two stolen a student from somebody. But and then when that happens, I'm the one that contacts the supervisor and explains what right. happened. You can also talk to, you know, if you have other other professors, like I said, you may have multiple quote unquote supervisors or, or other people that you you feel you can talk to in confidence and say, you know, I'm concerned about this. You know, what can I do? And they may say, oh, yeah, they're not going to care. Don't worry about it. Just send them an email and say you're looking for somebody else and they'll be okay with it. Right. Or they may say, oh, well, you know, do you want someone else in the room when you have a conversation or whatever? Um, You can go to the graduate director and have that conversation if that is more comfortable for you to have the conversation directly with that person. Um, A lot of times these people will have conversations with you in confidence so you don't have to feel like it's going to get back to that person. Right. In this, and you, I think a lot of times students feel like this is going to be this very dramatic. <laughs> there's going to be so much drama right, associated like, with it, know, the and there's not all usually runway, you know? right? Like there's not usually all that much drama that goes into it, um, and and especially if it's a more informal sort of situation, like if it's something where it's a, you know, you're assigned to them as a graduate assistant. It's just kind of like okay. 
um, that may be a more formal relationship, right? You're, you're kind of assigned to them. So if you're only assigned to them for a semester, you're like, ah, whatever, I can get over it and get through it for a semester. No big deal. Um, if it's this more kind of semi-permanent, like kind of indefinite relationship, maybe you do need to talk to a grad director and say, Hey, can I be reassigned to someone else? But if it's, if it's informal, you've chosen, you just talk to them and they're your dissertation person. It's like, Hey, I think we need to talk to, you know, we need to to part ways and go do, you know, go with someone else. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, that's just, so I think the level of formality affects like who needs to be involved in those conversations. Absolutely. And we are going to end this discussion off there and keep it moving. Catch you on the flip side.